0: What is up, Sports Sharing fam? Welcome back to episode 31 of the Sports Sharing Podcast. In this episode, I talk with 610 Ford, a Cole McWayne playing at Navarro Community College this past season. I talk with Cole about his recent commitment process with Arkansas, what life is like in Brisbane, Australia, and he even speaks about his experience playing at Day Academy. This episode is brought to you by Hoopscene, and you definitely want to subscribe and download for more great episodes like this one. Enjoy. Hey, Cole, welcome to the show. Yo. You recently committed to Arkansas for basketball. How was your commitment process with them?
1: I mean, you know, Coach Muss and Coach Patrick, they're two guys that are always, you know what I mean, like really communicating. And, like, letting everybody, well, he'll let me know everything that's going on. Um, you know, also Coach Clay, he's also someone that really reaches out and tries to get as much information into me as possible. So they're making sure that I know really everything that's going on. And um, with my position and the way I play especially, they're really trying to, um, you know, for me especially, they're really trying to make me a player that, like, can really go to the next level. You know? So they're really, like, focused on that with me. And I'm, that's something I really appreciate.
0: Sounds like your commitment process went very well with them. And, of course, going to Arkansas is is a very big step in your life and a very big achievement for you. Did you <clears throat> always see yourself going to a Division One school?
1: Um, I mean, nah, like when I first came to America, and that was when I was like 14, you know, I wasn't even really like the best player that I really thought myself to be. And I couldn't really see – too much of myself being a really good player at a high level at first. But then when I really started to, like, put in work and I see results, I really said, hey, like, this is really possible. Like, I can really do this. Mm-hmm. So I'll just get in and work every day and I'll just stay humble and just trust the process. And i just been doing that ever since. And now, you know, I'm, at, I'm, at, I'm about to go to Arkansas, you know.
0: Definitely. And what about other sports? Was Was basketball always your main focus or did you play any other sports growing up?
1: Um, so I played soccer when I was a youngin. you know, like soccer was like my first, first sport. And then when I would switch into like high school, I played rugby. Yeah, oh, wow. So, like rugby union. Yeah. And then after rugby, it was basketball.
0: So, okay. So yeah,
1: probably soccer and rugby, yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. And... <laughs> In- Rugby is a big thing in Australia, and you were originally from South Sudan, but grew up in Sydney, Australia. How long did you live in both Sudan and and Australia?
1: Um. So I was born in South Sudan, right? So I was there for two years, and then after that, we moved to Egypt, me and my family, because of the war was getting out of hand in Sudan, yeah. so we moved to Egypt, and then we stayed out there for a year, me and my older brother, and then we had... My mom and dad, they had my uh, younger sister, and then after that, we moved to Australia in like 2004. Okay. Oh so, yeah, like, yep.
0: Mm-hmm. And I'm assuming you played basketball in both America and Australia. Is there a big difference between Australian ball compared to American ball?
1: Um, I'd say the really the only real difference is like. I'd say in America, the game is like sped up, you know, it's fast and it's athletic and, you know, it's really up and down. And like, that's really, it's really fun. I mean, for me, in Australia, it's more like an old school basketball game. Yeah. But it, it's just, a, it's just a bit slower, but it's still like really good basketball, you know? So it's, that's pretty, that's pretty much the only real big differences. Because once you get to America, it's really like, oh, ISO ball and like, you know, people trying to get there. And um, you know, that was that was something I was like, I really saw, and I just took advantage of, really.
0: Okay, and playing basketball at such a high level in both America and Australia, you have to have that one favorite team. What is your favorite team?
1: I mean, man, pretty much <laughs> wherever KD goes, man.
0: Wherever KD goes, and,
1: okay. Right now, Brooklyn. <laughs>
0: Brooklyn, that's. Yeah. And having KD, I'm assuming you really like KD, do you try to aspire to be him or do you try to model your game after any player in the NBA?
1: I mean, not really. So me, I'll look at like like a bunch of different players that I really like their game style. So I'll probably watch KD or like Tracy McGrady or like Gilbert Arenas, you know, just like a whole list of scores. And I'll just pick like little things from each player, you know, like I really wouldn't just focus on one player. I'll just like pick like little things from each player, even if it's like the mentality, uh, you know, like the way they like get to the rim. Like I will just pick little things and just try to put it together.
0: You take little things from a lot of players and I really like that. And we've talked about teams. We've talked about players. Let's let's talk about your family. You were born in South Sudan, moved to Egypt in Australia. What kind of role have they really played in your life?
1: I mean, man, growing up, like, watching my mom, like, work and see how hard she went, like, every day with everything, that was really, like, the first, like, motivation I really ever had, for real, because she was probably, like, the hardest working person like I've ever seen in my life, like, she always tried her best to keep, like, the family, like, you know, just to keep us involved in things. Like sometimes we won't have enough money to go to like a field trip or something, mm-hmm. but she'll just she'll find a way, man. Like she'll always just find a way. So like you know, like I really love my mother for that. Um, and my dad too. You know, dad is just like early bird, man. Like he's been waking up 4 a.m. every day since we've been in Aust- since we've been in Australia. Like he'll be waking wow. up. 4 a.m. every day, you know what I mean? Just getting getting money for us, you know? So those two are pretty much, like, they're uh, really, like, my biggest inspirations.
0: Mm-hmm. So you really aspire to be like your parents someday. How, how I mean, have they really supported you with your athletic goals? Because you did play rugby, basketball, and all different kinds of sports, which might be kind of hard. How have they really supported your athletic goals?
1: I mean, with basketball, like, because in Australia... Like, you got to pay for, like, rep, feed, like, represent, like, so, like, hey, you feed something like that. You got to pay fees for that. And it's, like, it's kind of tough sometimes. So, like, sometimes you can't be able to, you wouldn't be able to go to, like, a, a game on a weekend just because you don't have the money. You know what I mean? So, you know, it's just stuff like that. But, you know, I really understand it, you feel me? Like, it is, it, I get that because it's, like, the money side. It's It's not the best every time, you feel me? But other than that, um... They're always like, you know, they're always pushing me to be great. Like, they believe in me like 1,000%. You know what I mean? And like, they show so much love. And like, I appreciate them forever for that. Mm -hmm.
0: And being them being such a big role model in your life, do you have any siblings?
1: Yeah, so I got one older brother. I got another young, I got three younger brothers. So that's four brothers. And then I got... Yeah, and then I got like four younger sisters, yeah. Oh,
0: wow. And many of these players seem to take a lot from their siblings and really have grown their game because of their siblings. Are you competitive with them at all?
1: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, yeah, like when I first got into basketball, it was my older brother. Uh, Dang, man, me and him used to go at it. He used to beat me every day. Yeah. And like that was really starting to like get my edge, you know, so I'd always want to beat him. Like, I'll never win, you know what I mean? Definitely. Then I started to get better. I started to work out. <laughs> and, like, you know what I mean? I just got better. I started beating them. So that was probably where it started. And then my younger brother, and we used to game a lot. So, like, okay, if I lost the game, you know what I'm saying, I'll get mad and, like, he might end up fighting or something. <laughs> like, or if he won the game or, yeah, and then vice versa, you know what I mean? Yeah. And- yeah, just like that. And then my sisters, you know, like, They weren't really, like, that competitive, but, you know, Mm -hmm. like, they were very supportive, you know what I mean? Like, they knew what I was doing with basketball. Like, they knew I was really, like, going to be really good. They always were just showing support for real. Mm -hmm.
0: Now, let's get on to your game and your basketball career. You were a 6'10", 210-pound combo forward, which is a basketball dream. Do you have any advice for somebody like me trying to get a little taller?
1: (laughs) Hey. I mean, look, man, like, you know what I'm saying? I, you you just got to work with what you got, man. Like, you know, God blessed me with, the, like, this hype. You know what I mean? And it's like, I'm just really trying to just take advantage of what I have. And, like, say for you, like, I don't know. When I was younger, I used to eat a lot, like, a lot of food. Like, one point, I was getting real fat. Like, I had a gut and everything. <laughs> it was kind of bad. But, um, I don't know. I slept a lot. Uh, okay. I don't know, man. Like that's pretty much it. I was in the I was outside a lot too. Like yeah. just playing basketball on the outdoor course a lot. And yeah, that was about it. Like, I don't know. I just started growing each year I'd come back home. Uh-huh. <laughs>
0: yeah. All right. I'll I'll definitely take that into advice. And getting on <laughs> to your high school days, you, you went to Southwest Christian Academy in Arkansas during your high school times. Did you have any records or achievements there?
1: Uh, yeah, so, I was a NACA All-American player. Wow. So, that, and I was, like, a all of All-American first team for the NACA tournament, yeah.
0: Okay, and was there any yeah. coach at Southwest Christian that has really helped you grow as a player and really grow your game to the next level?
1: Man, there was too many, man, like, I don't know, I had a great support system with coaches over in Arkansas, like, like, all those coaches were really amazing. Like, Antonio, Coach Antonio, uh, Coach Melvin, uh, Coach Marco, Coach Ron, Coach Charles Baker. Like, it's too many count. Anthony Owens. Like, it's just too many to count, man. Like,
0: because
1: yeah. every coach I've, like, ran into, man, like, they always just want the best out of you. You know what yeah. I mean? So, it's really, like, that's all you could really ask for as a player. And that's, that's the best thing ever.
0: And also, your teammates, your your teammates out Southwest Christian Academy, I, I I guarantee you're still in touch with them. Is is there a player on that team that you had the most fun playing with or some might consider the dynamic duo of the team?
1: <laughs> um, you know, like man, yeah, well there's one guy, uh Nicholas Ongenda. He's at the Paul right now. Okay. You know, he was awesome, you know, like he was a real good he was a big, you know what I mean? Like a, a stretch four. Man, he can get every rebound. He'll dunk on anybody. I just wow. threw it up and he got it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Burks off, Four, man, bro. That guy was amazing. Um, And also, like, a five-man from Serbia. You know, tough as nails. Like, you know, he's getting after every ball. You know, he's, he's, I'm saying, yeah, he's doing all the dirty work, you know? Definitely. Like, that's someone that I really, like, enjoy playing those two guys. Mm-hmm. And if and I'm. before, like, before I was at Southwest, I was playing at Montverde, too. Yeah.
0: Uh-huh. And. Yeah. You you did play at Montferde and what was your experience like playing there at such a high level? Because that school has that school has had produced a ton of NBA talent as well as great players.
1: Mm, man, so the year that I went, that was the year that RJ Barrett was getting started with his career. So yeah, I really went at a time where like you know RJ was really just coming out of his shell and just killing everybody. So when I first got there. It was really like a rude awakening for me because i was coming out of there going into that school thinking oh i'm the best player i'm this i'm that you know what I mean? oh yeah i went in there you know you got five all-americans just you know just working out seeing them work hard you know getting dunked me getting dunked on every day by you know like say bruno fernando or someone yeah. like Feel you know I me mean? like that was really like that was really something i needed because you know, that showed me the like competition I had to keep up with, you know, and I had to I had to get back in the lab, man. And it was really, like, motivating me, too.
0: Yeah, and I really bet that gave you a big perspective on the game of basketball as well. There's a lot of great players out there, and you really have to know the competition if you want to be the greatest. And playing at Montford day with R.J. Barrett and other great All-Americans, what was it like playing with them? Did, did they teach you a lot?
1: Oh, man, it was it was crazy playing with them. Like when I went over there, like I was really like a bench player. So I wasn't really getting no minutes on the court, but like playing with them, like in practice and like, you know, they really just taught me like, you know, a lot of things and like, you know, before games, you know, you just see how they're prepare for a game. You know, like in their preparation, like mentally, it was showing me like, okay, yeah, that's how you're supposed to do it. You know, like they they weren't going into any game. Like we could be playing the worst team in the like whole league. You know, it's the same preparation, the same thing, you know, like just getting ready. You know, it's it's very competitive. It was amazing too, like just to see that. And I got blessed with that opportunity just to play with guys like that.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. And... Onto your game, you are a very efficient player, being able to shoot, score at high levels at the rim, and even block shots. Is there a part of your game which you consider the best?
1: Um, I feel like my my versatility would probably be the best thing about me. Okay. Because I'm really like a type of player that, like, I'm too quick for bigs, and I'm too big for guards. So it's like... I'm pretty much like a mismatch for like almost everybody on the court, which really makes me unguardable. At the end of the day, yeah. So being able to have that, it's like probably my best tool.
0: Mm-hmm. And being a versatile player, there everyone has a part of their game which is a weakness. It, what's a part of your mm-hmm. game that you're really trying to get better at?
1: Um, right now, probably just be, probably just be like getting more craftier, like getting better. Getting better at my craft and getting to the rim, because it's like, I want to be able to use both arms now, you know, like, my left hand wasn't really as strong as my right, so, being able to pick that up, probably be like, you know, work wonders for me,
0: Mm
1: -hmm. and probably just, just a little bit of shooting, you know, but that just comes over time.
0: Yeah. Being such a versatile player and pretty much a player that can do it all, you get a lot of looks from the college level. What are your thoughts on rankings and stars? Because there have been a lot of players who have made it in the NBA who started from the bottom, made it to the top, such as Damian Lillard, C.J. McCollum.
1: I mean, man, like, I don't really, like, believe in rankings at all. You know what I mean? Like, that. Like for me, being, like, a four-star or a three-star or whatever, yeah. like, at the end of the day, like, I just know how I play and I know my game. You know what I mean? As long as I believe in myself, like, I don't really think, like, a sheet of paper can tell me where I'm at you know? So, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, I just believe that. And, you know, for guys like, like Dame and them dudes, you feel me? Like, you know what I mean? They always probably believed like what they could do. They probably already knew what they could do. So, yeah. they stuck with what they could do, you
0: know? Coming from somebody who's at a high level, what advice would you give to somebody looking for offers and looking for college interest right now?
1: I mean, man, like, you just gotta work, bro. Like, for real, like, you just gotta work, like, so all it is is just working, like, I've, I've been, I don't know, man, like, like, for me, like, I really just stayed in the gym, you know, a lot, my, like, junior, senior year, and just, like, you know, just yeah. pray to God every day, you feel me, just, I just worked every day, you know, and I just, I just kept it rolling, like, I really didn't try to, like, do too much on the court, I just try to do what I was best at, you know what I mean, and, you know, just get blessed, you feel me? Definitely things possible, bro.
0: Mm -hmm. In the past year, you went to Navarro Community College where you had a breakout performance. Can you tell me about your experience playing at Navarro? Uh,
1: My experience playing at Navarro was probably like the best experience for my basketball career like that I probably ever had because when I first went there, it was like, you know, like my first year was like, Well, the first half of the year was probably like my toughest basketball season ever because you coming into like a whole new game it's like it's pretty much like college i mean you got to catch up with the speed you got to like learn how to play in like a different speed level so it's it's just like brand new to me and like my first half of the year i was just trying to like fix figure it all out you know just by myself. i wasn't really trying to get other people to help me out but that's just how stubborn i am but you know, I'm just over there just trying to, like, figure it out, figure it out. And then, you know what I mean? Like, the first half of the year wasn't my best. And then, you know, I really took time out and just sat back and started watching film and, like, you know, reading about, you know, how to, like, play and all that. And then, boom, I just like that, I was just out of there. Like, I, first game, we came back, I think I hit, like, four threes in a row. Oh. You know, I got to well. the rack, it was like it was after the uh Christmas the Christmas break that's when I really just started to take off.
0: Okay. And it seems like Navarro has really grown you as a player and really brought a new level to your game. Before Navarro, you were originally committed to play at UC Riverside and then you made the choice to go to Navarro Community College. If you don't mind me asking, why did you make the switch?
1: Um so with Riverside like you know, the head coach over there was David Patrick, and um, you know, David Patrick was a guy that's like that really I committed to Riverside in the first place because of you know he's like family. Um, I wanted to go where he wherever he was going just because like I feel more comfortable with him, you know, being able to coach me. So the fact that he left Riverside really just pretty much told me everything I needed. So I just decommitted like right after that. Okay. And when he got a job at Arkansas, I was like surprised, but. You know, he was still trying to take me under his wing.
0: Mm-hmm. Playing at Navarro, you said you really flipped the switch after Christmas break. What do you think was the high point of your season playing at Navarro? Um, uh,
1: I mean, I'd probably say just, like, being around, like, some dogs, you know what I mean? Like, being around players that are really, like, been trying to, like, give to D1, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like. Seeing that hunger in every single person, like, that really, like, brings another side out of you. Mm-hmm. That really motivates you to work even harder.
0: Look at you now, and you're going into Arkansas, and that's a big step for you and a big step in your life. What was it in Arkansas that really intrigued you to go there?
1: Um, I'll say that coaches, man, like, the fact that they got all that NBA experience, man, that really, like, had me shook, because that... That was insane. You know what I mean? Like, not too many programs with that many coaches, you know, with that type yeah. of NBA experience, you know. So, that, it's like really a blessing, really. Before your
0: commitment, you, you had offers from, of course, Arkansas, TCU, UC Riverside, and UNC Greensboro. Did you take any Zoom style visits, or what do you think about the Zoom style of recruiting?
1: Um, it's different. You know what I mean? Like I've been on one visit my whole career and like I was to Riverside and that was kind of cool. But like, you know, being on a Zoom visit, it's kind of like, I don't know, I guess it's like the new way, like especially with the things going on yeah. right now. Like, and, you know, I mean, we you, you know, you don't really want it to happen, but it's like, you know what I mean? You got to just stay safe and like, you know, just try not to get no illnesses or nothing. But it's it's, it's like, it's cool, you know what I'm saying? Like, you could really just look through the screen and mm-hmm. stuff. But I prefer, like, being there and, like, just seeing everything, you know.
0: Mm-hmm. And you had to commit virtually. And the recruitment process virtually is really changing the game of the recruiting style. Was this recruiting during this pandemic stressful for you, hard? What was it like for you?
1: Um, uh, I'll be lying if I said I had a good time doing it, yeah. but you know, it was kind of, strange, you know what I mean? But I had the right people around me to, you know what I mean? Guide me and like, just talk to me about it. And you know, everything else just went smoothly from there.
0: Mm-hmm. Committing to Arkansas. Many of these coaches have had a lot of NBA experience. What are your expectations playing at Arkansas?
1: Um, you know, I really don't have too many high expectations for like, you know, for me getting whatever I want. But, you know, mm-hmm. I'm very excited for like, the fact that I can even go to a school like that. And, you know, to be able to play in front of fans like that. Yeah. Like, that's really like a blessing right there. I feel like just, you know, getting getting uh play in front of all those fans, man, I, I feel like that's going to be like one of the things I'm looking forward to.
0: Definitely. And after your commitment... What was the reaction from your new coaches? I bet they were pretty happy.
1: <laughs> um, nah, yeah, they they were excited, man. Like, you know, Coach Munster told me he was like very happy that I was on board with them, man. And you know, they were they were they really enjoyed it, man. Like, they really liked it. Mm-hmm. They really liked me.
0: And now, coming onto a new team, you're you're obviously gonna have new teammates. Have you been in touch with your new teammates? Have they been congratulating you?
1: Um, so I'm going to be over in Arkansas in 2021, so that's going to be, like, after my year at JUCO, so, you know, I just got to wait a year, you know what I mean? Like, but, you know, Devo, though, you know, he's been in touch, and, like, he's just congratulating me over Instagram and stuff like that.
0: And that's great. I bet you're super excited to get over there, and do you know what classes you plan to take at Arkansas?
1: Um, you know, for right now, I'm just probably just looking at a business major, maybe, but, Probably other than that, I'm just, you know, just waiting to see what, like, the school can offer. You know what I mean? Like, I'm really just waiting to see because I'm still, like, a sophomore. So I got this year to see what I really like, and then I could really choose, like, after this year.
0: Mhm. And for my last college question, what do you want Arkansas and other colleges that have offered you? What's something that you would want to tell them?
1: Um, uh, Probably, like... I don't know, man, like, some I'll tell him. I'll probably just tell him, like, man, I just can't wait to be over there and just get to working, you know. it's probably about it.
0: These are some other questions I, I like to ask all my people that I interview. During this pandemic, how have you been keeping yourself in the best physical shape?
1: Um, You know, there's an outdoor court, like, probably, like, two blocks from my house. I just go out there and play every day. And probably just push-ups and sit-ups in the house, you know, the regular stuff. And then uh, that's about it. I get in a few runs because in Australia, like, uh-huh. especially in my state, Queensland, everything's mm-hmm. open right now. Uh, you know, this is like where this game, everybody pick up, like, everything's open because we don't really have too many cases yeah. at all, if any. So, you know, we're able to like play a lot. And, yeah.
0: That's that's great. And besides the physical aspect of thing and really trying to grow your game during this this quarantine, how have you been keeping yourself busy, having fun? Do you play any video games?
1: <laughs> yeah, 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 I play a lot of video games, you know, like I play like I don't know. I play probably like Call of Duty, play a lot of that and probably some. Sometimes if I'm really bored, probably some Fortnite. But you know, you always just got to keep yourself occupied, man. You know, mm-hmm. just try, try not to stay on my phone too much. Mm-hmm.
0: You, you got to hook me up with that gamer tag for sure. We can, we can play sometime.
1: I, i would be cool, man. i would be cool. I'll send it to you for sure. All
0: right, and if you could play anyone one on one or play with anyone, dead or alive, who would it be?
1: Oh uh, man. I want. I probably want to play Kobe one on one, man. Just to have that, just to be able to say I played him one on one. You know, mm-hmm. he gonna kill me, but yeah. <laughs> just to be able to say that. I played Bless. I like, mm-hmm. say Kobe Bryant.
0: Okay, I've gotten that one a lot, and of course, rest in peace, Kobe. For my last question, where do you see yourself in the next five to ten years?
1: Uh, probably playing in the NBA.
0: That's a big goal, and well, Cole, thank you again for coming on the show, and I wish you the best luck at Arkansas in the rest of your basketball career. Good luck.
1: All right. Thank you, man. Thank you. I appreciate it.
0: Another big thanks to Akol for coming on the show, Hoop for sponsoring this episode, and of course, Sports Journey fam for listening in. Don't forget to subscribe and download the Sports Journey podcast, and I, Ron Sabala, will be signing out. New episode on Friday.